Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, hot and stormy weather disrupts 4th of July parades, events, and barbecues. What it means for the millions of Americans hitting the road for one of summer's busiest travel days. Here are tonight's headlines. Severe thunderstorms threaten holiday traditions and travel, delaying thousands of flights. There will be some storms firing up later on today. The question is, will they be gone by the fireworks time? Now to Philadelphia, where police say a gunman is in custody, accused of killing at least five people last night and wounding two children. Gun violence also turned deadly overnight in Fort Worth, Texas. Three people were killed and eight others wounded. A shark spotted in Florida swimming alongside beachgoers. And in New York, a fourth person is bit in just two days. Passport ready? What led to a summer surge of Americans traveling to Europe? The traffic and the crowds have never been crazier. The amount of people that are here was definitely a little bit overwhelming. With the Army struggling to recruit soldiers, a new approach making it easier to serve. They came to Fort Jackson to lose weight and qualify for the real boot camp. We're meeting them halfway to give them the opportunity to serve alongside of us. Liftoff of SDS-7 and America's first woman astronaut. It has been 40 years since the historic NASA launch that took the first American woman into space. Astronaut Sally Ride became an instant inspiration for women across the country. The Reagan Library is celebrating that special moment in history today. And America turns 247 with all eyes to the sky.
Good evening and thank you for joining us on this 4th of July. I'm Jerika Duncan in for Nora. We begin this Independence Day with another round of severe weather wreaking havoc at the nation's airports and causing headaches for airlines and passengers. Thunderstorms and heavy rains created near blinding conditions for drivers on Interstate 85 in Alabama. And storms from the Great Plains to the Northeast caused delays and a temporary ground stop at all three major New York area airports. Torrential rains and a lightning strike even caused a two-hour delay at the iconic Nathan's Famous Hot Dog Eating Contest on New York's Coney Island. Meanwhile, the brutal heat is nothing to celebrate as more than 100 million Americans will see temperatures topping 90 degrees as they gather for barbecues and, of course, fireworks. CBS's Chris Van Cleve starts us off tonight from a dangerously hot Phoenix, Arizona. Chris Van Cleve, good evening. Jerika, another day here in Phoenix under an excessive heat warning. And for flyers, particularly those trying to get in and out of Denver and the New York area, it has to feel a bit like Groundhog Day. Yet another day where severe storms have popped up, snarling thousands of flights. On this Independence Day, the booms in the sky aren't coming from fireworks. Beachgoers in Rhode Island ran for cover after storms rolled in. And in nearby Johnston, two children were injured after being struck by a falling tree brought down by wind, according to the fire department. Elsewhere, severe weather brought flights to a halt at major hub airports in Denver and New York. The heavy rain is uh, very, very annoying. The risk, though, was lightning. Where on Coney Island, somebody was hospitalized after being struck by lightning. And the weather caused a lengthy delay for a 4th of July tradition. Little rain on the picnic. We're two hours uh, down the road from where we thought we would be. Mother Nature's fireworks display got started early this year. A two-week stretch of storms adding up to a staggering total of airline delays and cancellations. In Washington, Jessica Mogaveo hopes her trip to Pensacola goes better than the one last week to her wedding. I am very nervous with all the holiday stuff. Um, my flight actually to my wedding got canceled, so I had to drive 11 hours. So hopefully this one will stay. <laughs> but the bad weather wasn't dampening this flyer's mood in Houston. Houston. No, no delays. Everything's smooth. And at Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport, Will Strong is leading a group of 17 teens to a church event in Baltimore, hoping to beat the storms. I imagine you guys got here plenty early this morning. We did. We got here. It's 4.30 now, so we're, and we actually have everybody on time and ready to go. AAA expects more than 43 million to drive during the holiday week. Gas prices are about four cents cheaper nationally than it was a week ago, and nearly a dollar thirty less a gallon on average than the 4th of July last year. Welcome news to Harry and Carol Scott wrapping up a road trip in Georgia. It's better on my gas. I pulled my gas up this morning, and I feel great about it. And I spent under 50 bucks, so I'm feeling happy. Not sure how many happy flyers you're finding, but the TSA expects airports to stay noticeably busier than usual through the end of the week as people stretch out their 4th of July holiday. The agency does not expect to break any records like they did last week. AAA is predicting tomorrow, late in the day, will be busier on the roads than normal. Jerika? All right, Chris, thank you. Well, the big question tonight, how will the weather impact fireworks celebrations? Meteorologist Chris Warren from our partners at the Weather Channel has the answer. Chris, good evening. 
Good evening, Jerika. Most of the country looking pretty good this 4th of July evening, but some obvious exceptions. At 9 o'clock, it is going to be warm, and you see some areas in green. That is where some storms are possible. Some of these storms have the potential of being severe over the next uh, few to several hours throughout parts of Colorado, in Nebraska, Kansas, and some more spotty showers throughout parts of the southeast. Could see some damaging winds and some large hail again during the day tomorrow and a lot of energy in the atmosphere a lot of the ingredients once again jerica does look like damaging winds large hail the possibility the main threats with these storms all right thank you chris and philadelphia investigators are looking into what motivated a 40 year old suspect to target a community killing five people two children including a toddler suffered multiple gunshot wounds ryan hughes from our cbs philadelphia station reports it was one of several mass shootings in just 24 hours multiple shots fired automatic weapons fire ripped through a southwest philadelphia neighborhood monday night when the shooting stopped Five people were dead, including a 15-year-old boy. Two other children were wounded, one just two years old. These acts were done knowingly and intentionally. After a chase, police caught the suspect, who they say was wearing a ski mask and a bulletproof vest, armed with an AR-15-style rifle, a handgun, and was carrying a police scanner. Sources identify him as 40-year-old Kim Brady Carricker of Philadelphia. Where does a person like this get an AR-15? Where does a person like this get a semi-automatic handgun? And that gun dealer or that gun show should be sued till they're out of business. Another shooting erupted just before midnight in Fort Worth, Texas. At a holiday gathering of several hundred people, three people were killed and eight others wounded, including a minor. Police say several unknown males started firing into the crowd and fled the scene. We have our homicide unit working diligently on this to try to identify and apprehend any suspects. 18-year-old Paul Willis was one of those killed. His mother says it was his first day off from work in months. He's a good young man, a great young man. He did not deserve to be killed at 18 for nothing. July is off to a deadly start with at least 11 mass shootings so far, a total of 346 this year. Today in Highland Park, Illinois, a moment of silence to remember the victims of a shooting at last year's Independence Day parade that left seven people dead and dozens injured. And here in Philadelphia, authorities say the shooter was firing randomly into vehicles and at pedestrians. The district attorney says the suspect will now face multiple counts of murder and is expected in court sometime tomorrow. Jerika. Ryan Hughes in Philadelphia, thank you very much. On this 4th of July, more reminders of the potential fireworks dangers. A fireworks accident killed a woman and left nine other people injured in Park Township, Michigan. And in Parker, Colorado, two homes were destroyed after smoldering fireworks were placed in a plastic recycling bin outside a garage. The families were asleep when the fire started. Everyone made it out okay, but a firefighter was injured. Well, tonight, New York beachgoers are on high alert following a series of shark bites in recent days. A 15-year-old boy and girl are recovering after shark attacks and separate incidents off Long Island. CBS's Lilia Luciano reports two more shark bites happened just this afternoon. 
Two more shark attacks today on New York's Long Island, the fourth in two days. In separate incidents, a man and a woman were bit this afternoon near Fire Island, just a few miles from where two teens were bitten yesterday. None of the injuries are life-threatening. Drone video taken this morning shows a school of about 50 sand sharks in the same area. Very, very concerned. And if I'm that concerned, I won't go in the water. Now officials have increased drone patrols over Long Island State Beaches, which had its fair share of shark bites last year, eight in total. So far, there have been at least 17 reported shark incidents in the U.S. this year. Every year, people think that the number of bites are higher than they remember. But in fact, it's not at all. Gavin Naylor says in the East Coast, bites tend to happen when sharks are chasing schooling fish, something swimmers should be on the lookout for. So the sharks aren't targeting humans? Not at all. No, no, no. If sharks were targeting humans, we'd have uh, at least 100 bites every day. Beachgoers rushed to shore in Pensacola Tuesday as a shark zipped through shallow waters. While Naylor says there are ways to prevent being bit, like avoiding jewelry, not swimming alone, and staying close to shore, he adds there are greater risks while in the water. You're about 200 times more likely to drown than you are to be bitten by a shark. New York Governor Kathy Hochul recently announced increased surveillance measures to detect sharks. That includes additional personnel, helicopters, watercraft, and other measures all along the beaches, and especially here this holiday weekend. Drika. All right, Lilia Luciano, thank you. There are a lot of questions tonight after the Secret Service found what's believed to be a bag of cocaine at the White House. Sources tell CBS News it was discovered in a common workspace in the West Wing on Sunday night. The area is accessible to tour groups. Now, the Secret Service is investigating just how it got there. The president and his family were at Camp David Sunday night. We turn now to the summer surge of American tourists in Europe. In addition to London and Paris, cities in Italy are also becoming popular destinations this year. CBS's Chris Livesay reports tonight from Rome. More Americans than you can shake a selfie stick at. There are so many people. Compared to last summer, a whopping 55% increase in U.S. tourists jamming up landmarks from Paris to London and Venice to Rome. The traffic and the crowds have never been crazier. Fortunately, there are still a few shortcuts. Andiamo! It's called Vespa Sidecar Tour. It's like chariot racing. And like Ben Hervey for us, business is charging ahead. The founder, Luca de Trapano, tells me. Have you ever seen this many people? You've never seen anything like this before. It's crazy. A far cry from the deserted cobblestones of COVID lockdowns in recent years. After that, the people really want to leave. Hotel prices are now up 37% on the year in Europe, and airfares have soared to a six-year high, averaging nearly $1,200 per person. Lines to main attractions can stretch for hours, and some people are out of line. This British tourist is using a key to carve his and his girlfriend's name into the Colosseum to the shock of onlookers. Bad apples aside, most are just thrilled to finally be out and about. Is everybody loving it or is anyone kind of like... 
and living La Dolce Vita. Now, nothing says La Dolce Vita like the Trevi Fountain. An estimated 1,200 people pass through here every hour. And as for that tourist who scratched graffiti into the Coliseum, police say he faces up to five years behind bars. Chris Lipsey, CBS News, Rome. It's no secret the U.S. military is struggling to meet its recruiting goals. So the Army is taking a new approach to make sure no one is left behind. In tonight's Eye on America, CBS's David Martin shows us the boot camp of Second Chances. Lower your heels down to the ground. The recruits are up before dawn at Fort Jackson, South Carolina. Over the top of the elbow and kind of pull with the right arm. But this is not your father's boot camp. Instructors are acting more like personal trainers than drill sergeants. Put it in that meaty portion, all right? And Staff Sergeant Ben Thomas says that's on purpose. Yes, we are treating them a little differently. We also want to instill some of the discipline in them by not necessarily by yelling or screaming at them. Ready, stretch! This is prep camp for young men and women who want to join the Army but can't meet the body fat limits. They came to Fort Jackson to lose weight and qualify for the real boot camp. It's not the break them down and build them back up approach. Lieutenant Colonel Dan Hayes is in charge. We're meeting them halfway to help them achieve the standard, to give them the opportunity to serve alongside of us. The Army started the boot camp last fall because of a drastic 25% shortage in recruits due in part to the fact that most young people do not meet the basic physical and mental qualifications to serve. We got 17 and 2 over 7. At Fort Jackson, there are also classes for those who did poorly on the written exam. Did you uh, study all this stuff in high school? I did, but I don't remember any of it from high school. Like others in this class, Kelly France's final years in high school were spent learning remotely because of COVID. It's a lot harder with the teacher in front of you instead of doing it on a computer. So far, 7,600 have graduated from prep camp to boot camp. That alone won't solve the Army's recruiting problem, but for these young men and women, it's a chance to serve. For Ion America, David Martin, Fort Jackson, South Carolina. An elderly woman was attacked by an alligator today in South Carolina. We'll have the details next. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Tonight, police in Hilton Head, South Carolina, are investigating a deadly alligator attack. A 69-year-old woman was killed this morning while walking her dog near a golf course lagoon. First responders removed the gator from the area. Last summer, an 88-year-old woman was killed by an alligator in the same county. Well, a popular brand of breakfast sandwiches is being recalled because of an allergy risk. What you need to know, next. Now, this important consumer alert. Some Bell Vita breakfast sandwich biscuits are being recalled because peanuts may have been inadvertently added to them. There have been three unconfirmed reports of allergic reactions to the products. The recalled breakfast sandwiches include dark chocolate cream and cinnamon brown sugar with vanilla cream with use-by dates up to and including February 25th of next year. Well, the first supermoon of the year put on quite a show around the world on Monday. A supermoon is a full moon that occurs when the moon is closest to the Earth in its orbit, which makes it appear larger than usual. New York City got a great view, as did Northern California, Paris, France, Liverpool, England, and Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Three more supermoons will rise in August and in September. The incredible life and legacy of Sally Ride, America's first woman in space. That's next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This year marks the 40th anniversary of America's first woman in space, Sally Ride. Today, a life-size statue of Ride was unveiled at the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library in Simi Valley, California. CBS's Elise Preston has more on Ride's legacy that is inspiring a new generation to reach for the stars. Ignition and liftoff. This was the moment astronaut Sally Ride ignited change, becoming the first American woman in space. Forty years later, Ride's family, including her 99-year-old mother, unveiled a statue in her honor today in California. Sally was a trailblazer. Bear Ride always thought of her big sister as a hero. Sally kind of leapt over barriers. Mm. She didn't see it as something that should stop her, but rather a challenge. Astrophysicist Dr. Sally Ride notified her family of an important event in her career. She'd been selected by NASA to be an astronaut candidate. They're um, almost as excited as I am. Whatever she took on, she just, she excelled in it. I mean, it taught me not to be competitive because there was absolutely nothing I could, <laughs> I could beat her in. Ride excelled far beyond space. She spent most of her time on Earth, making science more accessible to generations of women and girls, a mission she worked on until her death from pancreatic cancer in 2012. What do you think she would say about 
all of the women who have come after her. She would be delighted that things have changed. And now a new tribute, serving as a reminder of Ride's legacy. You know, I always thought Sally was larger than life, but now she really is. Elise Preston, CBS News. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell and all of us here, I'm Jerika Duncan. Happy 4th of July and have a great night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. So that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> Sure, I responded to everything because responding to you putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.